0: Welcome to Soulfully Aligned You Mindset and Strategy for Multi-passionate Mompreneur Coaches and Creatives. This is the podcast where we talk about and teach confident mindsets, overcoming limiting beliefs at the subconscious level, and online brand strategies to help you build out your signature services, get more visible with your target audience, and boldly launch out in the online world with your God-given gifts. I believe God cares more about your soul than your success. So get in alignment with his will and what he thinks of you so you can activate the success he already has planned for you. All right. Thank you, Miss Darren, for being with me today for the um, Branded for His Glory Podcast series. And normally on this series, um, well, the thing that I kind of put out there is like, oh, we're meeting people for the first time. And probably the two or three episodes before yours, I was, I met those ladies for the first time directly on the call. But for all transparency purposes, Darren, you and I, we do know each other from a few projects and things of that sort from um, the past. So I'm just going to give you the floor. You can share a little bit about yourself, a little bit about how we know each other and all that beautiful stuff.
1: Right. Well, thank you very much, Justina, for inviting me onto your podcast. Um, Yes, Justina and I, we met when I was still living in the UK. Um, I was wanting to uh, retire uh, and stay here in the US with my son, at the same time, I knew I wanted to be doing something positive with my life. I don't want to just retire out of life. And it was very difficult for me to know what I should be doing. And when I met Justina, I'm not quite exactly sure how we got together, but I did contact her and I was very excited that she was a Christian coach and that she was able to helped me to uh, get a good idea of what was the way forward. So we had some strategy planning and she tried to get me to um, be able to brand myself. And I think we really gelled with the fact we were both Christians. We both come from a very similar background and we have had a lot of um, spiritual wounding in our past. And I think um, I had been uh, divorced and widowed many years ago, but I'd also designed a map, and I think it was through that map we also just made this pathway (coughs) to uh, be able to help other people who are also going through difficult life transitions. And so it was really exciting working with Justina because she helped me to really see my gifting um, and to really be able to brand it in a way that was uh, not of the world but to give glory to God and I think you know that life is a journey and we started off at that point and she and I have worked on other projects together and I've done some of her courses but I think it was really, uh, I think it was two years ago when she started doing um, her anthology books. And that really spoke to my heart. I now needed to move into writing at this part of my career where, um, and it was actually very fortuitous with COVID because I was pretty much locked up. Um, so doing that, We started with an anthology book, excuse me. And that I really got the passion for writing. I had been writing before, um, but I hadn't got as far as doing a book. So she started me on that. And uh, it was, she got me uh, really going on uh, my website and my blog, which I'd been struggling with. So, you know, she really helped push me forward. I think a lot of the problems I had with visibility, we had to push through those because there were a lot of uh, trauma things in my past that were blocking me from going forward in uh, this kind of uh, public, putting my life out there in the public. And it was a bit scary for me. And it still is in many ways because as you grow you want to share more things at a deeper level which still becomes scary to do that
0: yeah so true
1: yeah so i mean it's it's really working so much deeper every year every month there's deeper work to be done and so life is always a journey and you're always transitioning to something and um Last year with COVID, it was quite interesting because I was stuck in Australia for five months. I couldn't get back to the U.S. And, wow, it was, uh, what was I going to do? So I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to carry on doing what I was doing anyway, which was writing and painting. And I had such limited resources. Basically, I had my phone and a a small little computer but I managed to hold an online art exhibition and I sold a few little paintings yes
0: I love that
1: (laughs) I just pinned them on my bedroom wall and (laughs) photographed them and walked around (laughs) but you know you you have to do what you've got with the resources in your hands you know life isn't ideal life doesn't always hand you this amazing opportunity so you just have to take what little opportunity you've got and use it
0: yes i love that so so much
1: so while i was there i also started writing a little book of devotions on psalm 139 uh, which i'm going to be publishing in the not too distant future And I also was going to do that when I got back to um, America, which was last June. And then we found we were so locked down here and I was even in a smaller space than I was in Australia in a very small room, which is my bedroom and my office and whatever I have to do is to be in this even smaller space. So writing really became the thing I had to do. And, you know, then you decide, well, actually, I need to improve my skills. So that was the time I decided, okay, let me join a writing group, a Christian writing group. And I found one, a South African one, uh, which was really fantastic because I did know some of the people slightly. And I was invited to write in another anthology as well and uh, nice nice and that to me was a really lovely project because we all worked hard together to market it to do everything but it was also showing how god is manifesting himself in nature in wherever you look it's not just in a church and the journey that i've been on in this last little while has shown me how much wounding spiritual wounding has been happening in our society and it's not just here it's all worldwide and people are disconnecting from churches it's been much easier to disconnect with the COVID but you know God is our creator and he is the one who created us and he before the bible was written he talked to people through nature anyway so why wouldn't he talk to us through nature now
0: yes yes i totally agree with you on the god speaking to us through nature Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and and so we we did this book of devotions uh, in all things that was speaking to god through nature in africa so through the african animals through the african landscapes through the the coast to the see the environment that people lived in there and it, it was just such a lovely project to do and that really inspired me now to keep going so I started to write a memoir as well which is the, the early part of my life and where the spiritual wounding started because you know we were brought up in a very in the era between um, the 60s (laughs) when things were liberated, I was still in that era where it was the old days, you know, when you really look at the old days, uh, I mean, I've got King George the Sixth stamp on my birth certificate. So that tells you how old I am. I'm really old. <laughs> no,
0: I hear you. And wise. And that's why your memoir would be amazing. When you said you're going to write one, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be beautiful. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. We have the value. And I like to say women of age, right? Is so yeah. eloquent, you know, eloquent. We say women of age, but you know, we have to value. I value you as a person, as a woman of God, and your experiences. And I want to hear more. I think you're about to take us a little bit deeper into like spiritual wounding and kind of how you grew up. I want to hear more about that for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that was you know the era where it was spare the rod and spoil the child. And the teaching in the church at that time was really very legalistic, and very much to the letter of the law. And I mean, it was in the particular church my parents were in was particularly ultra conservative to the regular churches. But I think a lot of the mainstream churches in those days were also quite rigid in their interpretation and the legal legalistic approach they had to the bible and you know that i I probably also the results of the war people were a lot harder they had to bury their emotions because they'd been through a lot Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: i'm sure there was a lot of reasons why that particular era was so hard for the young children growing up in it But, you know, we were severely punished, you know, for very minor uh, infractions of our parents' law. You know, it was obey your parents regardless, you know. And, I mean, small children, okay, if you're going to put your finger in a plug and burn yourself or do something like that, sure, that's if you're doing it deliberately. But it's also a learning process. A child has to learn. Mm -hmm. They have to be taught yes and you know i was just reading in i think it was proverbs just two days ago something really hit me Uh, it was proverbs 19 20 verse 20 to 23 it said listen to advice and accept discipline and at the end you will be counted among the wise now there was two things there listen to advice okay so you've got to listen to what your parents are saying and to advise you but there was a word there that says discipline Mm -hmm. now discipline's teaching it's not abuse and whipping and I think that is where the problem came in they took those words and applied them incorrectly So you got whipped really severely for minor infractions so you became afraid to open your mouth. You didn't want to talk to speak up for yourself. You couldn't protect yourself. What father said was law. Your church was telling you that the same time. And in a, a child has got to have that um, picture of God to grow up with a picture of God as a father. Well, when your father is abusing you and beating you up uh, when you're being disobedient and the church is teaching you the same thing about God punishing you and throwing you into hell. Mm. That's not going to help you at all when you're adult. Yes. And I think that's where many, many people have been spiritually wounded is because they've been through that sort of teaching and especially women. You are unable to stand up for yourself. You've become mm-hmm. so used to being shouted down. You know, if you've wanted to say, say something, you've been pushed down anyway. But, you know, if and you've been taught to you know, obey a man, authority, everything has been there to keep pushing you down. And it's really been very difficult to say yes to yourself when you've got actual needs that require to be met and you've put yourself uh, right at the back of the queue there and then you're afraid, you know, when you do put yourself out there. And I think that's where we went into quite a bit of uh, with the tapping exercises and things like that is to release all that when you... um, can't make yourself visible because you know as soon as you're going to be visible you're going to be slapped down again and it's really very hard to break through some of those uh, roadblocks Mm
0: -hmm. yes I wanted to I wanted to say something about this when you talk about you know the spiritual wounding and the legalist legalism legalism Yes, when you talk about those things, I makes you kind of touched on it a bit as far as how it affects your vis, you being seen, your visibility, your expression. Because um, I, I always look at entrepreneurs as creatives, right? Because there's a wonderful book I love <laughs> that is called um, "Born to Create" or "Purpose to Create." I'll have to link it in the show notes, but. Um, they say that God is the ultimate, He's the first entrepreneur because he was creative. And what I hear you, what I hear you sharing with us is that our faith, like Christianity, when it's done the wrong way, it can really mute our creativity, our self expression, being visible. And then, as women that have a gift inside of us and we want to express that or put it into the business world. It actually makes it harder, more difficult. And so, and I definitely agree with you. And earlier, you were talking about the different ways that we kind of um, we resonated with each other. You know, we are year we're years apart, but our you know, our experience spiritually was that of spiritual wounds. You know, just wrongdoing in the church, being made to feel small, being made to feel unimportant, um, being taught to fear. God in unhealthy ways I heard someone say this that our fear of God should be really rooted in being a fear of being separated from him not a fear of being you know condemned and beat down and just you know wounded and made to feel like we're less than because God doesn't feel that way about us our fear should be I don't want to be separated from you I want to be so close to you. I don't want anything to get in the way to stop this relationship that you have allowed so graciously allowed us to have with you. When I heard the person say that, I was like, wow, I can't remember who it is. I can't give them credit, but it was so beautiful. So that's what I hear. That's what I hear you talking about. I love, I'm kind of shifting in there. Wherever you want to go, you can go because we're not like we, we do this and we don't prepare for it. Right. Um, but if you can share, I don't know if you want to or feel comfortable, but if you could share some of that journey of how, cause I'm sure there's going to be someone listening that has dealt with the wounding. They know what it feels like to kind of make themselves small, not be able to say yes to themselves, not step fully in their gifting and their purpose and all of that, which you've been doing amazing stuff, by the way, I love what you shared about despite COVID despite what's been going on in this world you've still been able to operate in your gifting right you've still been able to bless people with the gift that God has placed inside of you and I think that's so it's just a beautiful testament to like you know life can hand us lemons and what do we got to do we make lemonade we use the resources that God that we have at this moment Right, God is the one that can take the little that we do have and turn it into so much more. So is there a pivotal point in your life that you remember, let's backtrack a little bit. Is there a pivotal point in your life where you knew that I need to shift, I need to break free, I need to express myself, but it was that moment where you're like, I'm just, I, I can't do it. I would love for you to share one of those moments. And then I know usually when the height of not being able to do it comes where God is like, wait a second, daughter, I've got to pull you out of this. And then you're able to do it. So I want to hear the first one. You know, I always like to hear the the low moments first and then we go to the high moments because oftentimes we want to skip and just go straight to the high moments. Oh, I can do this and I can do that. But no, we all experience those times where we feel defeated and we just feel like we can't make it and we're nothing and we're not good. Yes, I have those moments. I I had that moment, one of those moments this year in 2021. So let's keep it real, right? (laughs) So yes, I hope the question is clear and maybe something has dropped in your spirit. So I'll stop talking.
1: Uh, that's absolutely so true it is definitely a process it's not a one-time fixes at all and no one can ever say you know you have these few bible verses and you confess your sins and you forgive and you do that and it's all over Uh -uh. it's a long process and um, i think you know the point i reached a very low time uh, which i mentioned in my um my memoir is when I my father gave me the beating of my life after he found me kissing a boy and you know at that point I decided I'm going to leave home the first opportunity that I can and find love and I think that's been a a lifelong kind of a search in a way Mm -hmm. uh, to, to find God's love to connect with somebody who expresses god's love so you know what love actually looks like because yes. in actual fact when you've lived in a loveless environment you don't even know what love looks like mm-hmm. and going back to that the ver- proverbs the funniest thing was about the next verse down it says what a person desires is unfailing love mm-hmm. so wow you know, that to me just sort of, i know that's what i got to talk about is this unfailing love. But if we haven't experienced love as a child, we don't actually know what it looks like. And so you, you find it in unhealthy ways, you look for it in other people, you look for it in work, you look for it in all sorts of different places. And I mean, I was married and I had three beautiful children and everything. And, I mean, that did end up uh, in a divorce some 19 years later uh, because I still was looking for love. I wasn't finding it. But I I wasn't knowing what really love looks like. And, unfortunately, when you've been abused, you're inclined to attract abusers. And so that was, like, the story that went on. And it was only... um, probably after I met my second husband and he really was a lovely man until he got dementia and you know he did show me love and everything but at that point I also found a lovely lady who was a tutor in art she was a Christian lady and suddenly I just started to feel this is who I am I suddenly saw the trees become greener everything around me started to become this much clearer, brighter life. I'd been living in a clamshell almost to say, you know, I went through a lot of healing after my divorce and that was fine. And I helped other people with divorce recovery workshops, but I hadn't found my true self, that person that God had created to me. It's like that clamshell opened, and I could climb out and start living the life I was meant to live. And so, I I, I didn't use art really as a tool for evangelism or anything at that point. But you know, I, I I started to come alive again in my soul in my spirit. I found a church that was beautiful. And I could really start to live in the person that God was creating me to be. And I, I still hadn't got to the point of, you know, doing a business or uh, branding myself. But in actual fact, my brand was myself from when I was a child and I started writing poetry and things like that. If I look right over my entire life, it was always there. it had been crushed and it had been hidden away and having somebody like you who was able to help me prize that clamshell open so i could climb out and really become myself in the world to become visible to be able to find my voice because you know your voice has been shut right off when you've been you know you're a woman you've got to keep your mouth shut in church you're you're a wife you you have any second say you don't have first say you know you've got all these negative patriarchal uh, ideals being shoved on you and so your voice has become very very quiet I mean even today I still find it really hard to break into conversations or to manifest my voice uh, in, a, in a more uh, not aggressive what would you say um, assertive manner
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I find it still really difficult but I'm finding my voice in my writing because uh, people can just write a bad review on me and I don't have I can ignore it <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, yeah it's been a long journey climbing out of that clamshell And I'm sure it's still going to be a longer journey as you go deeper because I've now, you know, finding all these people that have had the spiritual wounding and there's so many common threads, you know, having this uh, abuse from the church, having abuse from the parents, having abuse from partners and yet you need to be able to connect emotionally and so many times we actually put our emotions in a little box somewhere else because it's too scary to open them. Yes. And uh, we've also been told that we mustn't trust our emotions. That's another verse in the Bible that's also been uh, bumped on our heads. It's, you know, we mustn't trust our emotions. Our, the stories in our heart are all evil.
0: Mm-hmm. But in actual
1: fact, our emotions are really important for us to experience the world and to experience compassion for other people. If you have no emotion, you're not going to be able to have compassion for someone who's going through similar things to yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's the compassion that Christ had for the world. When you look at the pictures of Christ, I think that is where my main turning point came as well in many ways last year being locked away our bible study from the church i was in was actually uh learning to live like christ like jesus with jesus and in jesus Mm -hmm. and i think that is where there's been a big shift i don't take um like old testament teachings I don't take them as uh, the practice. I take what Jesus did as the practice. So the Old Testament teachings can now be, you know, the the rule books and the the things that you require, the knowledge that you require. But to actually practice it, you need to take the teachings of Jesus because he was the completion of the law. Mm so I think in that way was probably the biggest turning point that I had because he was one who uplifted women he was the one who gave them a voice he was the one who didn't condemn them and uh, I think if we look at Jesus as the uh, main author of our lives and the creator of our lives and the way he practiced and teaches us to practice um, that's where i feel the biggest change in my way of thinking happened uh, it's to interpret scripture it's not to take old testament literally but to look if anything is uh, of a disputable nature to take it to how did jesus practice that
0: Yes. You, you just hit it on the head right there, especially the part with the, our emotions or our hearts, you know, deceiving us. That's when we are not living in Christ. That's when we don't have the Holy spirit. Right. So it's one of those things. If we haven't given our life to Christ, ask God to be the Lord over our lives, then we don't have the Holy spirit. We don't have that, um, what Jesus has left for us here, which is the Holy Spirit to guide us and mentor us and give us wisdom and give us correction and, you know, to come convicts our hearts, you know, we know we're not doing something we're supposed to do that's what the Holy Spirit is for. So when we have the Holy Spirit, we can then trust our hearts, we can trust our emotions, because we have where else does the Holy Spirit speaks you know, he works through us. So if we're taught not to trust ourselves and, you know, we're just so bad and wrong and emotional and stuff, we then have an issue with even connecting with the Holy Spirit at times. Cause there's another book I'm gonna have to put in the show notes, which is called Sozo. And so there's two books right there I have to put in here. Um, but Sozo is a book that talks about, you know, how we relate to the Trinity and, we see uh, most of the time it's really easy for us to relate to jesus because we're like jesus is our friend and the you know for the young people he's my roll dog okay like i can get down with jesus god hmm, he's a little scary like he brings the wrath all these other kind of things you know if we look only from the old testament right and then the holy spirit it's like oh that's just scary because even in some place you know when I was younger, they would call it the Holy Ghost. So it's like, <laughs> oh no, I don't do ghost. That's not cool. <laughs> it's, and I love that book, so because so, it really does talk, talk to us about how we relate to each aspect of the Trinity. And with the Holy Spirit, working through us so that's one of the biggest shifts if we can you know help any of the listeners that was one of my biggest shifts because I could I didn't trust my own desires like I always knew that I wanted to be as like a stay-at-home mom but then I also knew that God had purpose and I have ambition and there's other things I was going to do alongside of that but when I was growing up, well, I should say when I when I left college, so to speak, it was you go off and you get a college degree. I'm sorry, you get a college, well-respected job that reflects the fact that you went to college. There really wasn't this like, oh, I'm an online entrepreneur and that's a cool thing. You know, it was not cool at the time. This was what, 10 plus years ago. It was not cool to be doing something other than what reflected your education so you went to school I went to school for psychology I should be working in the field of psychology so I did do some um what do you call it case management work and treatment work and all that stuff but I knew I always felt it there's something more there's something deeper that you're supposed to be doing but I didn't always trust it and what happens is when we don't trust our feelings we don't trust the the, that little nudge or um, the whispering that we hear in our hearts from the Holy Spirit. When we don't trust it, we delay the purpose. We delay the call. We are we then are affecting those people around us that were supposed to be touched by the very gift that God put inside of us. So then it becomes this ripple effect. So I do think it's so important everything that you're sharing, uh, you know, about your own breakthroughs and the things that you know helped you to shift and all of that I think it's amazing and beautiful I think
1: that the emotion part is this thing that I really struggled a lot with that um, I've just been reading a book uh, not too long ago that also was saying how you know we were given a new heart it's not that old stone heart <clears throat> that's talked about in the old testament it's like you said when the holy spirit comes he writes on our hearts and so we should be listening to our hearts because that's where the word is written it's now written on our hearts
0: right didn't he tell us to write it on our hearts so it's almost like if we are truly doing what god has asked us to do and we have a heart for him and we're in our word and we're fasting and we're praying and we are like our heart is geared toward him then we get to trust our hearts. We get to trust the desires that God placed into our hearts because that was something that I was confused about when I first, um, you know, started going to church and reading the Bible and all that stuff. It says, you know, delight yourself in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. And because I was still, you know, new, still learning, I'm like, huh? Okay, so if I just delight myself, so I just read my word, go to church, then I get what I want. I was looking at it more of my desires and my, my pastor, he did a sermon and he was like, no, he will literally place new desires in your heart. You know, desires that are more aligned with him desires that make you, how can I say, where you are being more like Jesus, you are, your heart then aches for the same things that his heart aches for your desires shift. So I was like, Oh, I get it. And I've noticed, I've noticed that in my walk in my journey. And I love that our, our journeys with our spiritual relationship with our, with Jesus, all of that, it shapes every aspect of our lives. You know, it shapes how we parent, which you've been talking about quite a bit, which shapes how we do our businesses, how we walk in our calling, all of that kind of stuff. How would you say that this, um, you know, some of the new revelation that you've received over the years, over your life, all of that, how would you say that they have um, positively affected like you walking in your calling and being able to express yourself and uh, it's affected your, your business or how, you know, your purpose and all of that?
1: Uh, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, that uh, giving you the desires of your heart, uh, that verse that you mentioned, you know, I had been taught that you have to sacrifice your desires. You know, if you want to, if you're an artist, like you've got to put that on the side and go and be a missionary in China or Japan or somewhere. And I mean, and that was why it was so hard to break through into doing art again. It was because I'd had this, oh, that was the desire of my heart from the time I was five years old. But now this has got to be sh- shunted aside and sacrificed. And to suddenly, you know, work um, with you and with all the reading that I've done and to just have that Holy Spirit breakthrough through that, no, I've given you that desire to be an artist. That, that's who you were meant to be. It's these other things that have stopped you. So I think that uh, knowing that those desires were God-given god breathed from the time he you were in his in your mother's womb he knew exactly every day of your life and quite often we've had to move through difficult circumstances as also part of the gift because we have got that now insight to help other people and to help them through their journey when they've been in similar situations to us and i think there's a lot of people who can relate to having the spiritual wounding from church teaching that has been damaging to their spirits and not building into their spirits and especially that teaching of the holy spirit and the new heart that you've been given and the words that are written on your heart as the voice of the holy spirit coming through Um, i think that is really a, a pivotal point in understanding um, and giving me the confidence to move forward in, yes, I am a writer, yes, I am an artist. That's a gift God's given to me and I give it back to him to do with what he wants to um, and to help those people that he brings into my circle of um, influence And, you know, that's it really has given me that I can use my voice, I can use my paints, my pictures, I can use this all as my branding for His glory because that's what He's done for me. That He put me on this earth for that purpose. And it's taken me so jolly long to get there. I just get very upset about that point. (laughs) It's taken me so long to get here. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> had so many detours but uh, let's hope now we're on the way and uh, i can keep getting those books out and i can help people mm-hmm. and uh you know just hope that they will find they can meet with god they don't have to, they can i try to help people to meet with god through nature it's not as um fearful you know if you've been taught about this vengeful god it's very hard to relate to that, but to go out and uh, into nature and to be able to uh, see him or speak to him through his creation, um, it's, it's not half as threatening until a person can get to that more comfortable zone with, uh, with being in God's presence. I think being in nature with God is a very good start. Mm-hmm and uh, then to the teachings of Jesus, uh, especially for women, uh, that he's got so much to give to women and uplift them from the places that they've been pushed down in.
0: Yes, there were so many stories, and I could think of the woman at the well, the woman with the issue of blood, where it was like, they were supposed to be outcasts in society. and Jesus embraced them and he did he lift he just lifted up women so it's so beautiful to. I love that you say that because sometimes that's not as apparent if you don't truly like take the time to understand the culture and understand what was going on during those times it just kind of reads like another story and actually this year in 2021 through some of my own studies, I've been able to get deeper on that and realize how much Jesus did uplift women when the religious um, people at that time, the religious culture at that time just wanted to you know, squash women. So interesting stuff that, I love that we can look at it from a different perspective and that you shared that here on this podcast today. I love that. Um, Cause I do, I think that even in our society, You know, when we look at things in the natural, it was, you know, women stay at home, you know, raise the kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, wait, I have a gift and a calling too. Like, I want to create impact and have influence, or not that you want to have it. You already have influence, and God has designed you to create impact. So, being able to walk in that is so beautiful instead of society or cultural norms trying to hold us back from those things. And these dynamics, they affect every aspect of your business and how you choose to show up, what you even choose to create within your business. Because oftentimes, sometimes we're trying to create something that we think we're supposed to do. We're wanting to step into some type of service or program or a product that, you know, makes sense to the outside eye instead of choosing the thing that you know that God has design you to do from the time you were in your mother's womb. I literally got emotional. I don't know if you could see it. I'm like holding back the tears when you were talking about that. Like, wow, God, he already knew, like even for your branding and getting back to that writing and that art, you were like, it took you right back to your childhood. The very thing that you had already felt. And I've heard people say that like when they go through, say, the coaching process, or they really take time to sit and process, they have to think back to that thing that they loved, the thing that they enjoyed, the thing that brought them joy when they were a child. Because that's when we're in our purest like, form. We're not you know, diluted by the world, by our parents, by the environment around us. We're not necessarily diluted yet. So we're still in that pureness. So We got to reach back. I I love that, being able to reach back to that time. My parents said that when I was (laughs) six, seven, five, like I could not stop talking. Like, they're like, we just couldn't, we couldn't shut you up. You're constantly talking, talking, talking. You would go up to strangers. You would just talk like My mother said, anybody could have kidnapped you because you were so friendly. You talked all the time. You want to go talk to people, introduce yourself to people. And I'm just like, hmm pretty funny that I have this podcast. I love to write. I speak a lot on other people's like podcasts and interviewing is like, I love it. I love talking to people. So it's so true. And the coaching, I get to talk to people all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's pretty cool when we can reach back to that time, you know, in our life when we, we were the most purest, you know, the the least how can I say affected by this world is another word I want and I can't find it but it's okay (laughs) so Darren we are coming close to the end of our time is there something that you want to share with us because I'm I love this episode in particular because girl you just have so much to share with us and pour into us so I want to well there's one thing I definitely want you to do before share whatever's on your heart and your mind because we do have We can go another 10 minutes or so, but I don't want you to forget to share with everyone where they can find your book, um, the devotional, your art, all that kind of stuff. So let's break for a moment and share those things with us. And I know you have some uh, wonderful stuff to share with us in closing as well, but I would love for people to know where they can find your Holy Spirit inspired art writing and blogs and all that beautiful stuff
1: right okay well you can um, find that on my um, website which is www.crossingmybridges.com and if you look under the blogs section you will find um, all the blogs and the last probably month or so I've been dealing quite a lot with the spiritual wounding and diversity and various other things. If you look under the Amazing Gaze Gallery you will see my paintings and um, there's a the top one at the moment I've got a little gallery that goes black and back and forward it's the black and white to rainbow colored you'll see there's a lot of black and white with like a rainbow colored butterfly or a rainbow or just something that's got the different. Um, it's, it's changing that whole mindset from legalism to multicolor and multi-diversity. Um, and those uh, there's a link there to my um, art of America page where you can get prints or have it put on a teacup or a coffee mug or whatever. And then there's. Um, my landscapes of life page and that is where the books are available um, the, your one um, the book i did with you is on that page but also on amazon and if uh, if you go to goodreads as well you'll find that there and the my book is called sunrise to sunset which is a portion of the in all things anthology. The lady that I was doing that with, or the group of ladies we were doing that with, she started off originally as a ebook or an e-bundle of 13 different authors with 13 different sets of um and uh devotions. And then we she's now got it printed up on Amazon as a, a book. But you can she also said we were then able to use our portion which is I've put an additional two chapters in for our own books so you can still get a copy of In All Things uh, on Amazon or you can also um, get it from my book specifically which is uh, Sunrise to Sunset.
0: Oh, talking while I'm muted. Thank (laughs) you so much. I was actually on your, thank you for sharing your books where we can find them. And I will definitely add the links and everything. Make sure you share those with me. But I was on your website and I saw a painting, one of your drawings that really, really stood out to me. And I'm always curious what artists like name their paintings. Like I won't look at, I won't look, I'll just kind of like scroll and I'm like, okay, which one speaks to me? And I saw one and then I said, well, what is it? What is it titled? And it's titled Rooted in Love. Mm-hmm. And that is a serious thing in my life right now. I'll just say that. Because <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. Uh, but I also <laughs> saw that it said prophetic art. Mm-hmm. I could you want to share that for our audience if they, someone's like, What is prophetic art? What is that? <laughs> yeah well prophetic art really is
1: just art that god downloads to you it's not anything that you go after you know the one rooted in love like you said that was another one that just suddenly i I was like i think last easter or the easter before i saw the cross as being part of the tree and then there was like the where his body was I put a heart and then the roots went down and into the soil and that is him nourishing us and feeding us and us growing so it's sort of all metaphors that come together and that really is what prophetic art is it's it's like the metaphors that are used uh, like parables anything like that to try and explain the kingdom of God and what it means In you, and sometimes people can actually understand a painting easier than they can the words. So, you know, that rooted in love was definitely one of those of my prophetic art. Uh, You'll see another one there called Under the Surface. Now, that has got like, um, when I was in Australia, we had these beautiful um, underwater. animals and yes there you go the shellfish and everything but you'll see there was also like a brain it was a brain um uh, coral so i did the brain coral like a brain and it's the brain waves and you can see the waves over the top Mm -hmm. the surface is a metaphor that you know, we've got all these things that are actually so deep inside us and in our mind and spirit and heart that they need to be exposed sometimes so that we can be healed. So that one is kind of like a healing painting. It's under the mm. surface. We need to go deeper. And see, there's so many beautiful things under the surface as well yes. that yes. we don't always expose either. So that particular one, Um, I like it because it is, um, you know, showing the beauty under the surface. Once you've been able to dig out some of the (laughs) the horrible things that went on, you can restore it.
0: Yeah. I like that one also. And I love just your, um, your explanation, your story, like the understanding behind the painting. So for all of our listeners you're curious about what we're talking about we know you don't have a visual go make sure you go to the link in the show notes and check out her paintings and her art and all of that because it's so so beautiful um let's see do you have any final words for us darren before we um bring our lovely session oh look a session we're not coaching today <laughs> the lovely episode <laughs> to an end Yes, Uh, it's been so lovely
1: chatting with you again. I feel like I've missed an old friend. But yes, I I do think uh, my final words really is that God really loves and cares for us. Mm -hmm. And he wants to be in that relationship with us. But that has been prevented in many ways, just by the way that we've been brought up and by lies we've believed. And by teaching that's been uh, incorrectly um, applied to us. Mm -hmm. And if we have had that spiritual wounding, it's time that we started to find God, the God who loves us. And that can be done by spending time very quietly asking God to reveal himself to us. And for somebody who's got this picture in their mind of someone god has been really vengeful and angry like their own father to actually sit in nature and find something beautiful and look for god in the beauty and allow god to speak into your own heart and you know once you you've got a little bit of a connection there and asking god to show more of himself and more of yourself to him to read the words of Jesus and to study what Jesus had to say, especially if you're a woman, you uh, do a really deep study on what Jesus had, uh, how he treated women. And then, you know, if you ask um, him to come into your life and your heart and you will be given that gift of the Holy Spirit, that you'll be given this new heart that he writes into it, he writes the words, you, you start to understand and it's a process. It's not going to happen one, two, three, quick, quick, quick. Um, it's, it's not impossible that it'll happen like that, but it is a process. And as I said, it's taken me many years to get to a point like this to heal from those um, negative thoughts that were planted in my mind at such a young age, because that was my reality for so long. And, and you you've only got your parents to believe and to trust so you know once you've had to move past that and then start to deconstruct what you learned then and then reconstruct with the holy spirit god's truth of god's love for you that's really what i have to say and yes. you, can, you can read more of that on my blog
0: Wow. I just love it. You're you're a natural speaker. I just, wa- I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm just so, I'm just, I love it so much. I love it. <laughs> I don't even have to ask you the questions. <laughs> you take us exactly where we, where we need to go. And so one last question that I always ask everyone at the end of the podcast, and you're so good at this. You've kind of already like, you know, you've been hitting on this the whole episode. <laughs> but what if you can, you know, be succinct, you know, when you hear the, the phrase branded for his glory, what does that mean for you?
1: <laughs> yes, well, we are our own brand, aren't we? Each individual and uh, we're like, um, you know, like the seal, the stamp that they put on an envelope to say, that's mine. And I think each one of us, is that seal of God he's given us that seal so we are part of this whole um myriad of people who are expressing God's love through that little badge on our um our our little seal on our the Holy Spirit seal on us I think that's what it means to me that we're just part of this whole um diverse creation we each different and together we all expressing God's love to each other in the world
0: around us yes thank you so much I love it
1: (laughs) thank you Justina
0: you're so welcome Darren thank you so much for being here with us Thank you for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at soulfully aligned you. If something we shared encouraged you, shifted your mindset, or caused you to take action, it would be so nice if you left us a review. Your review helps this podcast to show up for more multi-passionate mompreneurs of faith just like you.